In March of 2022, our family was forced to evacuate from Ukraine. We have served as missionaries in Lviv for over 20 years, and now, like so many others, we find ourselves suddenly displaced from our home, our church, and our precious Ukrainian friends. But despite the shock of evacuation, God is opening doors and leading us step by step down this new path. Our purpose is to bless and minister to Ukrainians affected by the war. Come with us as we share our stories, striving to serve God, bless people, and praying that someday soon, this journey will lead us back to our beloved Ukraine. Hello everybody, Joshua and Kelsey here. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Journey to Ukraine podcast. Today, we want to give you a more detailed report about our ministry with a good and evil book in Ukraine. Yes, we've uh, been telling you that more detail was coming and we have some things to report today. So Kels, why don't you get us started with a recap of where we are with the good and evil ministry as it stands today in Ukraine? Sure. So in the summer, we printed, as you're probably aware, um, a new edition, a new Ukrainian edition for 2022. We printed 15,000 books. And this was a special design. There's a it has a patriotic cover with a Ukrainian flag, kind of more like a, a Ukrainian banner with the flag colors that swirls over the cover. Joshua wrote a foreword for this particular edition, and that foreword speaks to people who are suffering during the war and contains the gospel. And so, as I said, we had 15,000 of these printed, and they were delivered on September 22nd to Lviv. And thankfully, we have friends there in Lviv, and we're going to talk more about them today, who were able to unload those books in a facility outside Lviv, and that's where they're being stored right now. So if you have ever had 15,000 books sitting around in your garage, um, you might be familiar with the urgency of the question that we are now facing. How do we get the books to the people that need them? So Josh, why don't you tell us more about plans for how we can spread these books across Ukraine? Yes, uh, this is a big undertaking, and the quantity of books we now have on hand is much greater than what we've had in the past. Some of our listeners may remember that uh, this is actually the third time that we've printed Good and Evil in Ukraine. The first time was back in 2008. We did a run of 5,000 copies of Black and White. That was before Good and Evil was widely available in color. Then later, we got the colorized edition. We did a complete redo, new translation, everything. That was in around 2018, I think. And we did another run of 5,000. And we were in the middle of that um, of that stash of books when the war broke out. So in the past, our strategy for distributing good and evil has been um, more limited. We, we have... Uh, we have and we continue to make Good and Evil available for free to any individual Ukrainian that visits our website, which is dobroizlo.com.ua. It sounds so funny to say it that way in English. It's D-O-B-R-O-I-Z-L-O.com.ua. And that's still an active offer to any individual that just wants to request a personal copy. Um, we would also take these books with us when we showed films in the Carpathians or things like that. But now, with the onset of the war, evangelism opportunities are increasing greatly. Um, there are many churches and missionaries who are looking for Bible literature that they can distribute. And while we certainly hope to return to Ukraine as soon as possible, at the moment, there is no one from our core ETO staff currently in country. 
And even if we were there, it would take too it would take too long and be too difficult for all of us to for us to pass out these books quickly alone. So with all that in mind, we knew that we had moved to kind of a new level here and we needed to enlist partners and allies uh, that could help us um, distribute these books. And so we have created a good and evil distributor program. And we're going to tell you more about how that program works here in just a minute. Right. So we want to tell you a little about our team on the ground in Ukraine, those who are helping to get these books out. But before Joshua does that, uh, we want to give our listeners a little assignment that I think will add meaning as you listen to the rest of this podcast. So if you have access to a web browser right now, um, we'd like you to go open a new tab. And it's the following website, alerts.in.ua slash en. So it looks like alerts in UA. So I'll read that again, alerts.in.ua slash en. And so if you end up on this page and it's showing you the Ukrainian language, there's a little toggle button at the top. It's a Ukrainian flag. And you can click that and there will be an EN to switch to English just in case you end up on the Ukrainian page. You should end up on the English one, though, with that, with that link. But if you open this site, it shows a map of Ukraine and you can clearly see all the different oblasts of Ukraine and divided out. And the map is actually for seeing when there's an air alert uh, going on in any given oblast. So it'll light up red as if there's an air alert going on. Um, but as I said, you can see all, all 24 oblasts very clearly. So in a few minutes, we're going to share some stats about the good and evil books and the ministry. And so this map we think will be helpful if you can see it while we're talking about it. So keep your tab open and then we'll refer back to it in a few minutes. Um, and in the meantime, Joshua, why don't you tell us about the good and evil team in Lviv. Right. So as you all know, we are still physically located in Slovakia and the good and evil books and the potential for their distribution is mostly in Ukraine. So how to deal with that? Well, happily, we have some good friends who have been working with us in Ukraine. Um, and I'm going to talk more about them in a moment. They've been helping us out with that. But the way this works is we set up a form. It's just a simple Google form. It's in the Ukrainian language. And in fact, I'm going to leave a link to that form in the show notes. And this form can be shared with anyone, an individual missionary, a church, a humanitarian aid organization, doesn't matter. Anyone in Ukraine can, can fill out this form uh, and request um, uh, cases of good and evil books for their ministry. And in doing so, the first time they fill out the form, they have to register with us as a distributor. And then from that, that then they get a distributor number. And from that time on, they can repeatedly request cases of books for their ministry. And as part of the registration process, we ask them to describe their ministry, how they plan to use the books. We ask them to um, commit in the form that they will send us uh, some photos from their outreach to show, you know, how they're using the books. We want to get these books into the hands of people who are actually going to put them out. We would like to minimize uh, their time sitting in people's uh, storage areas and warehouses and so forth, garages. We'd like to see them go out. So we've talked before about Tanya Harasimova. She's a lady that goes to our church, and she's in fact the wife of my friend Ruslan. Um, and she is the one who's primarily processing these orders, managing the new distributor accounts. Uh, she also continues to manage the Ukrainian side of our Bible First course. Um, but of course, receiving requests through an online form is only part of the process. Once you get a request and you say, okay, this is legitimate, this is a church out in, you know, Ternopil or, or Zhytomyr or wherever, and we need to send them five 
boxes of books. Um, each of these cases or boxes of good and evil books contain 18 books, and they're pretty heavy. If you've never if you've never lifted one before, um, they it's not a work it's not work for the ladies, right? right. So how to get the books uh, shipped out? Well, another friend of ours, Pastor Vladislav, he's one of the pastors in our church there in Lviv. He really stepped up to the plate when this was getting off the ground, um, and he's been helping us a lot with actually the shipping. Firstly, he organized all of the logistics that were necessary to get 15,000 books shipped on a truck from Kiev all the way across the country to Lviv. It's a couple hundred miles there. Um, and he arranged for the delivery. He got some young guys together who they did the initial uh, offloading into the warehouse or the storage area there. Um, but now that the books are stored in, in this facility, um, from time to time as these orders comes in, come in, we might have, you know, we need six boxes sent over here and we need four boxes there. And oh, we need 10 boxes sent to these people. Um, so he has been going out with his own car, getting the boxes, driving them to the, uh, the postal or the, the courier services and getting them sent out. So that's been a fantastic blessing. However, um, recently, and this was on the evening of October 29th, Pastor Vladislav suffered a heart attack. Uh, and this came as quite a shock to all of us in the church. Um, we're happy to report that he survived and is actually doing quite well. He was in the hospital for several days. He's now been released from the hospital and he has gone to a rehab center in the Carpathians. So we've kind of been keeping touch with him and are really praying for his recovery. But at the moment, of course, if you're recovering from a heart attack, then uh, lugging around boxes of good and evil books not is, not, uh, is not kosher with the doctor's orders. So... Uh, in the meantime, our oh, another one of our friends that we've talked about here on the podcast before, Yura Patriv, has also stepped in. He has a vehicle. He's you know lives in Lviv, and he has been helping a lot with the shipping. He's been you know driving some books and getting them around. So we are really grateful to our team there in Ukraine, to Tanya, to Pastor Vladislav, to Yura Patriv, and others who have been involved in various capacities to make sure that these books are going out. And I also want to throw in again here just our um, express our gratefulness to the Hebron Academy. We're going to leave a link to their website down in the show notes. But the Hebron Academy are the organization that have allowed us to store all of these books at their facility for free. They're located in a small town uh, just outside of Lviv, and all the books right now are being stored at their facility free of charge. So big thank you to Hebron Academy. Wonderful. Yes, we are really grateful for all those people and the ways they're serving and helping us when we can't be there physically. So now we want to move back over to our map of Ukraine that we asked you to open, and we want to try to give you a clear picture of just where these good and evil books are going. Joshua? Right. So a few stats here. Firstly, um, you might be interested to hear about, uh, again, about these distributors and how that's going. At the moment, we have around 26 new distributors that have registered with us since we started this program. It would have been early October. Now, we have sent books, uh, good and evil books to people for many years, and some of the folks that are getting the books have been sort of on some of our legacy uh, spreadsheets and stuff. But as far as new distributors that have submitted our form since we launched it, we have about 26 that have, have uh, set up accounts and are receiving books. As of today, we have shipped out 63 boxes of books to various people across Ukraine. That's over 1,100 good and evil books in the past, whatever, six weeks as of today's recording. Now, the, as, as Kelsey was talking about, the, uh, another question that's interesting is where are these books going to? Well, initially, they're going, of course, to the distributors, and our distributors are usually either churches or missionaries or people like that. And then hopefully from there, they're getting hand 
handed out in various areas. But as far as just the distributor location, we have distributors now in 10 out of the 24 oblasts in Ukraine and also one guy in Poland. So if you're looking at the map that Kelsey's been telling you about, um, here are the oblasts we have. The first one is Khmelnytska oblast, and that is kind of on the western side of Ukraine. If you can find Lviv on the far west side, and then you go due east, two oblasts over, you'll see the Khmelnytsky oblast. It starts with a K-H yes. in English. In, so. in Ukrainian, it's a, it's the X symbol, H, but in, if you're looking at the English version of the map, it starts with K-H. That's right. So Khmelnytska oblast. The next one, the second is Volinska oblast. That's in the northeast corner. We have the Odessa oblast. You may have heard of Odessa, the famous port city that's uh, that's kind of, uh, it's still in Ukrainian control, but there's been some, some tense moments down there. That's down on the coast of the Black Sea. Um, then we have the Zhytomirska oblast. That's in kind of like north central Ukraine. Uh, it's actually just one oblast to the west of the Kiev oblast. We have the Ternopilska oblast. Now that is our neighbor. If you look over again at the Lviv oblast on the far left, the Ternopilska oblast is just to the east of us. Uh, we've done uh, Carpathian mountain outreach projects there before and so forth. Um, we have distributors now in the Kievska oblast, which is smack in the middle of the country in the north. We have the Lvivska oblast, of course. We have some distributors right here in Lviv. We have the Cherkaska oblast, and that is just to the south of Kiev. If you find Kiev in the center north of the country and go to go just one oblast south, it's a Cherkasy on the map. That's the Cherkaska oblast. We have a distributor there. We have the Dnipropetrovska oblast, and that's pretty far in the east. That's, in fact, right on battle lines up against the uh, occupied territories. So Dnipropetrovska oblast. We have the Rivninska Oblast, which that's back towards the northwest of the country, right next to Volin. Um, and then finally, we have Krakow, Poland, which, of course, is not an oblast. That's a city in uh, Poland. And we have a Ukrainian guy from our church who's been living there even before the war. And he has an outreach with Ukrainians, and uh, he's registered as a distributor with us. We're trying to actually get him some books right now. So those are our stats. We're excited to see the progress and these books shipping out. Uh, and we're praying that they will find their way into the hands of Ukrainians all across the country and even in Europe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's only a, a matter of a short time, really, until that list doubles and we see yes. books in every oblast of Ukraine or all across Ukraine. Um, well, as a kind of a last bonus regarding the Good and Evil Project, we thought it would be meaningful for Joshua to read aloud the foreword that's in the front of this new edition. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be a real encouragement to you guys to be able to hear what he said to, to the Ukrainian people. Right. So when we started planning for this new edition of the Good and Evil book, and especially taking into account, into account the war and all that the Ukrainian people have suffered, we wanted to make it something special. Um, we wanted to speak to them and certainly share the gospel, but more than that, to share kind of our perspective on how God sees this situation and uh, the war and the issue of human suffering. Um, so those were kind of some of the thoughts that were on my heart when I wrote this forward back in May of this year, and I'd like to read it for you now. In these difficult times, we are confronted with daily reminders that we live in a world gripped by evil. The selfish ambitions of powerful leaders stomp into pieces the hopes, dreams, and even the very lives of the weak and the innocent. These aggressors run rampant through once peaceful lands, pursuing their delusional goals with staggering disregard for the sorrow and destruction they leave behind. 
Death seems closer than ever before, haunting our thoughts and threatening to end forever that which is most precious to us, life and liberty. And yet, as we contemplate darkness, we are reminded of something greater, something that brings hope in our time. God is light, God is love, and God is not only powerful, he is all-powerful. Our creator is not a despot or a warlord. He is a father who looks down on his children with love and pity. In the 24th Psalm, the Bible reminds us that the world is God's by right of creation. God is not apathetic to our suffering, but is personally invested in our destiny. Our sorrow is his sorrow, and he feels the pains we endure. This is true for all of humanity, and it is true for the people of Ukraine. God sees every Ukrainian child hiding in a bomb shelter. He sees the mothers and fathers fleeing missile strikes with their babies, searching desperately for a place of safety. His heart is moved as he watches families separated by the cruel demands of war, mothers and children forced to evacuate their homes while husbands, fathers, brothers, and sons fight the enemy that has invaded their homeland. God is not blind. He sees all, and no darkness can cover the deeds of the wicked. No war crime escapes his record, and no perpetrator will go unpunished. The brevity and pain of mortal life remind us that our dwindling days here on planet Earth are not our end, but rather our beginning. Whether we live in days of war or peace, each of us stands at the threshold of that great expanse that we call eternity. For the wicked, the oppressor, the sinners of this world, eternity will be the time of God's final and crushing judgment upon them. But for the children of God, it is the reunion of light, the time when our last tears will be wiped away as we enter into the joy and peace of his presence. I believe that one day Ukraine will rise from the sorrows of war, a free and prosperous nation, not only because Ukraine is strong, not only because Ukrainians love freedom and despise tyranny, but because good must ultimately triumph over evil. Although I was born in Texas, Ukraine has been my home for more than two decades. I have come to love this land and its people, and it grieves my heart to see the destruction now occurring. But as we fight together, each on our own front, for the victory we, we know must come, let us not forget that we are part of a greater struggle, the struggle of light against darkness, of life against death, of good against evil." Ukraine's battle for survival in the face of a depraved aggressor has demonstrated once again that there can be no neutrality. These are days when we all must choose a side, knowing full well that to turn a blind eye to evil is to become a partaker in it. God is love, but his love includes a passion for justice. God sees the suffering of the oppressed, and his wrath is kindled against their oppressors. These days of sorrow teach us the good purpose of God's righteous and eternal judgment. Evil despots may die in their luxurious beds, thinking they have escaped accountability for their crimes against humanity. But their passing brings them before the throne of God, where their naked wickedness stands fully exposed in the light of his holiness. On that day of judgment, there will be no escape for them. Condemned under the crushing weight of clear and indisputable evidence, they will plunge into the fires of hell to burn for all the endless ages of eternity. Though their flesh is consumed, their souls and memories will endure, whispering ceaseless reminders of their guilt as they gnash their teeth in pain that will never be relieved. Friend, now is the time to choose your side. It is easy to judge tyrants for their atrocities, and yet as we point a condemning finger at the sinners that surround us, a quiet voice whispers in our hearts, telling us with uncomfortable clarity that we are sinners too. 
No, we're not as bad as they, but we nonetheless know ourselves to be guilty before God. We have embraced a standard of morality, and day after day we have broken our own standard. This is the very definition of sin, and it is the reason that we sinners need a Savior. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Romans 5, 8-9 The book you hold in your hands, aptly titled Good and Evil, is a thrilling, full-color graphic novel created with the goal of introducing readers to Christ. Yes, you know the name Jesus Christ, but do you know him? Did you know that he gave his life on the cross to pay for your sins and that he offers you full and complete salvation through faith alone? Christ wants you to join him on the side of good, and he has done all the work needed for that to be possible. His blood has paid your debt, and you need simply believe on his name for salvation. Listen to Jesus' own words spoken in John eleven twenty-five through 26 I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? War is sorrow, and we grieve at the pain and loss it brings. Yet Christ has assured us that, come what may in this life, victory in eternity is certain for those who know him. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. John sixteen thirty three. May our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, grant you clarity of thought and sincere faith as you read the pages to come and choose whom you will follow in the great war of good and evil. That's wonderful. We don't know how many people could end up reading this message, this powerful message, but we do hope and pray that it will be many. Hmm, And I was reminded today of the verse that says we should be steadfast and we should abound in the work of the Lord because we know that our work is not in vain in the Lord. And so I think we can trust him to take this message to those who are ready to hear in Ukraine and to take it to the places that he wants it to go. So Joshua, tell us about some changes that we hope to make to the podcast in upcoming episodes. Right. So uh, so fear not, the uh, podcast isn't going anywhere. Um, but as we move forward and we try to improve and become more consistent and work out kinks, we've had a couple of ideas that we want to try out. Um, in, in a nutshell, what we'd like to do is try to move to a format where we're able to put out more frequent but shorter episodes. Rather than doing longer, larger productions less frequently, we'd like to try to provide you with more concise updates on a more frequent schedule. And as you may have noticed here, to four, we have always produced a blog post with some photos that goes with every podcast episode that we release, uh, which is great. And I know people like that. We all love uh, photos and um, uh, being able to read some text and so forth. But uh, the this entire production takes quite a lot of time. And sometimes just that, that uh, workload and the time it takes creates sort of a barrier that delays publishing. So Here's our solution. Going forward, we still plan to do regular blog posts that will be tied to podcast episodes, but not every podcast episode will necessarily have a corresponding blog post going forward. Um, And the reason that this is significant is that I know many of our listeners uh, learn about new episodes that come out through our blog. We've had people that have subscribed to our blog and they get email notifications when new posts go up. And that's how a lot of people hear about uh, new podcast episodes. So all that to say, if you want 
want to ensure that you don't miss any updates going forward, in particular podcast episodes that don't uh, come out along with a pot with a uh, blog post, then we'd like to encourage you to follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. So if you're not a big podcast person, uh, the the long and the short of it is that you can follow podcasts by using an app, or I should say that's one of the easiest ways to follow a podcast is by using an app on the platform that you use. So if you have iOS, like an iPhone, then you can download the Apple Podcasts app. And if you search for us in the Apple Podcast app, just search for Journey to Ukraine, you'll find us there. You can click the little button to follow, and then you should get notifications anytime a new episode is published. And that's, of course, independent of whether that episode goes out on our blog or not. If you're on Android, I believe there are apps there. I know Spotify is one of the popular ways that people listen to podcasts. Um, There are a variety of ones. But if you're interested to learn more about how to subscribe to our podcast through one of these platforms, just go to our website, ofreport.com slash podcast. Or if you look on the uh, on the menu at the top of the site, you'll see a, a podcast link. And we have a big subscribe now button. If you click that button, it will take you over to uh, kind of the main page for our podcast. And there's a variety of links there that show you the various platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, different ones where you can listen to our podcast. And in that way, you won't miss any of our updates even if they don't have a corresponding uh, blog post. So lastly, we have uh, one more thing before we wrap this episode up. We would like to share with you a language learning offer that we recently became aware of with a platform called Pimsleur. Um, and Pimsleur is a it's a language learning platform. And in particular, it's kind of an approach to learning language uh, that I've used before, Kelsey has. And lately, my mom, because of the war and everything going on, she's really become interested in the Ukrainian language. And she was the one that told me about this offer. Right now, if you go to Pimsleur's website, you can get their entire uh, Ukrainian language course for free, and you can keep access to it through the end of 2023. Now, in order to take advantage of this, you have to sign up for their offer before December 31st of this year. But if you do that, you will have access to all of their Ukrainian language learning materials um, through the end of 2023, so more than a year from right now. Uh, to sign up, just go to their website. It's pimsleur.com, and I will leave a link to the particular uh, to the offer itself in the show notes for this episode. So, if you're interested in dabbling with Ukrainian and learning how to say a few phrases like "dobry den," "privit," "dopobachenya," uh, those different ones, um, or even going further, we would encourage you to take advantage of this offer. As a matter of fact, uh, many years ago. My very first exposure to Ukrainian, I think it was my first, was through Pimsleur. Yes, that's right. And I got a course at that time. It was on cassette tape. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to these cassette tapes to <laughs> yeah. try to learn Ukrainian because I knew that Joshua and I were moving forward in our relationship. So I remember learning a phrase at that time, what time does the show start? And I learned it. I learned that phrase and I kept going with the course. And a few weeks later, Joshua and I were going to an IMAX theater production. We were on a vacation with his family and we had visited the Alamo. And probably a lot of you have gone to that IMAX theater next door where you go and, you know, watch about the Alamo. And so we're on on our way over there and it came up perfectly in conversation where Josh couldn't remember what time the show started. And so I turned to him in perfect Ukrainian. I said, what time does the show start? And he was was pretty impressed with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said something about like, oh, you said that almost like a native or something. So the moral of that story is if any of you girls out there really want to impress your future boyfriends, <laughs> then you should go and get Pimsleur. No, absolutely. Just, just kidding. Um, but Pimsleur really does an effective job. And we've learned a couple languages or at least studied several languages in our history and um, feel like that's a 
quality course. So anyway, it is time to wrap up this episode. And we want to just ask you to please keep praying for Ukraine. Pray yes. for peace and for liberty and for victory over the oppressor. Yes. And then we, we want to say that we appreciate your prayers for our family as well as we live and minister in Slovakia. And we have more that we want to share with you in future episodes. And so we're grateful that you keep coming back, that you're listening and just supporting us, whether that's in prayer or just with encouragement. So thank you so much. All right. Well, that is all for now. Thank you so much again for listening and have an extraordinary day. May God bless Ukraine. Nechaj Boh blahoslovit Ukrajinu.